to uh, the ball is flat. <laughs> That's our new um, the the new show, and I've got uh, an old friend. I think we I think I've known you since uh, since we actually even started podcasting, um, Han and I. So, welcome to the show, Sheridan Bird. Thank you very much. Uh, I, I always forget where where you're writing or, or commentating on. Every every time I talk to you, you're, you're you, you've moved on to a higher um, uh, stratosphere of of, uh, of football reporting. So, no, I, oh, I wish that were true. Thank you. No, I, as a freelancer, this uh, the last six months I've written. I still write for Champions. Uh-huh. Um, the odd part, the odd bit for four four two. And um, this year, I was lucky enough to be again in the um, in the official match day program for the FA Cup final, and uh, and also the Blizzard. Uh, sort of a, a monthly, sorry, a, a quarterly football, intelligent football magazine, edited by a good friend of mine, Jonathan Wilson. He, uh, another friend, friend of a friend. Uh, he's been on a, a lot with with us as well. Uh, it's a very, very intelligent uh, um, football magazine. Um, Absolutely, yeah. Blizzard is fantastic. You know, I've got, I've got. Uh, they, they, they kindly sent me most of the issues, so all of the issues, and I'm still getting through them because the content. It's very good, and also it's very in depth. Yeah. Apart apart from my stuff. No, I'm, <laughs> I've read your stuff. <laughs> no, in, in Blizzard, I I did some, been... I've done something very short. It's something that that I think um, if you do this, uh, I've been doing this, you know, just on my own for a while and writing and stuff, and I I I, I tend to 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 focus on on those articles written. By people that that that, are, that isn't just cutting and pasting other things or other people's works. Someone bringing a, a different um, viewpoint, a different look on the material, a different look on on the games and tactics and all that. I think before Jonathan Wilson uh, started uh, writing about tactics, very few people even knew what what it, what they were talking about. You know. So oh, I, certainly. I, think... I mean, I can only speak from the United Kingdom. But I, I liken it to uh, the, the, the revolution in coffee because before people like Starbucks and, um, and, and their imitators brought coffee to the United Kingdom, we knew what it was, obviously, and we drank it, but we wouldn't call ourselves aficionados. But now, you know, we're experts and you find people ordering all sorts of fancy types of coffee that I'd never heard of. And I think it's the same with tactics. So everyone obviously knew what tactics were who watched English or Scottish football. But it's only in the last sort of, you know, three or four years in which Jonathan has, has his profile has grown enormously is that the, the bloke in the pub actually knows what a trequartista is or he actually knows what the 352 uh, requires and its uh, its advantages and disadvantages. So, yeah, thanks to Jonathan and, and people who have um, who work with Jonathan and have been inspired by him. The United Kingdom, I can, I can safely tell you, is a lot more tactically savvy than it, it was five years ago is there is there too much of a of a of a concentration on 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 tactics i know that's it's it's a great part of the game but do you do you think sometimes that people um they kind of throw the 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 formations and 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 the approaches around you know catenac they they throw the word catenacho around a lot when it it may or may not it may apply for certain parts of the match but doesn't really apply uh, apply for all of it, and call you know what I mean? Do they absolutely? I know uh, what you mean, and, and I think the thing that Jonathan does very well is that if you read something Jonathan's written, he will have all the tactics um, succinctly described, and 
what they did and how they affected the match. But he also adds a bit of colour. You learn about the players, you learn about their quirks. I think there is a danger that those who have tried to, um, who, who have been inspired by Jonathan, but maybe don't have his uh, eye for detail and good writing, can write dry reports because, like I said, Jonathan doesn't just write the tactics. He does give you some, some, some basically some personality, and you find out about people and and, and managers' strange behaviour and players' sort of interesting ways of doing things. But if you were to just purely write an essay on tactics, I personally wouldn't read that. There has to be some colour and there has to be something that gives it a human edge and also makes you chuckle or makes you think, did he really do that? Or could a player really run that far in that short amount of time? So that's what I think um, is required. Have a good tactical base because I think the the reading and the, um, the, the, the blogging public actually have that now in the United Kingdom, but just give it some, give it something else. Don't just purely write about formations because that will just bore people. Oh, I, yeah. So I, I think, you know, like I, I, you know, my opinion, that's, that's exactly what a lot of, of the, this, the second generation of people that, that have been inspired by, by, uh, people like Jonathan. I mean, I mean, he wasn't the only one doing it, but, but, and, and, and people in other countries have been, certainly been talking about tactics a lot. That's, you know, you watch Italian t- television, you, you know that that uh, you know that that whole programs have been based. You know, for twenty twenty some odd years, have, have been based on just you know following the the, the tactical innovations of of Arrigo Sacchi or some you know somebody like that. you know what I mean. So so I, I think absolutely yeah. So I think the the and it's not just England because I think you know because American football MLS. Uh, and such people who who watch and the uh, you know the expats or people who who learn the game um, a lot later than maybe I did or, or you know I, I mean I'm old so so I've you know I remember watching the New York Cosmos you know and, and the LA Aztecs here here in at, at at the Los Angeles Coliseum when I was a kid so I I you know I've seen a lot of football <laughs> so sure. but but I think you know a lot of people here in the states have have that same mentality too because I think they they, they learn it from from watching and, and reading and listening to to uh, the the Premier League on on Fox Soccer Channel and and they 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 too have you know you've seen people here writing you know or, or commentating on on the game and they've 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 learned it and so they're going through the exact same same uh, qualities or uh, that that um that um presenters or commentators have that the same um same thing has happened to them that 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 happened to to commentary in in uh in uh british um football so sure. uh, enough of 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 the it's, it's certainly a really interesting conversation to continue but but uh, i think there's there's a lot more to talk about in terms of the the real matches and the seasons that 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 have just ended um so First of all, the the um, Champions League final is is uh, this Saturday. Uh, first, I got to tell you, I have a 15 year old son, and this is the first time that he has in a long time because he when when he was very little, he he was uh, I, I know I know you're going to hate this word, but he was an Arsenal supporter when he was, but he was five and he grew out of it. So yeah, well, he was he was a child. It's okay, <laughs> but I, I think as soon as as uh, the the Thierry Henrys uh, uh, left. Um, the club, I, I think he lost interest. So, 
um, when Henri and 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 the Untouchables left Arsenal, I think you know he he um, he uh, just didn't want to watch anymore. And, and he grew into, of course, on the playground, all his friends were were watching other things. So I think, uh, but he's returned to it, and and he says, Dad, uh, are we going to watch the final? I'm, I'm, and I'm, you know, I didn't th- think of of this from him. And I said, "What final?" And oh, said, that's no, fantastic! The Champions League final, Dad. You're an idiot. And and I <laughs> said, "Oh, oh, yeah, no, 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 no. Of course, of course not." But he he was he's really excited. So I mean, if he's excited about it, um, I, I'm I'm shocked. I, I I'm shocked by by how much interest is is going around here in in uh, you know where I live. So. It, what do you who think? will he be support? Well, who who will you both be supporting? Um, I think we're. You know, he said that he's he would like it. Um, and it, he it was very interesting what he said. He said, "I'd like to see Chelsea win it just because uh, it would it would uh, re- really annoy Spurs fans." <laughs> so, he, so he knows the the context by which what's what's what will it, what what will be affected by by the by the result of this. But then he said on on a person on a very personal note, and he talks like this. I'm I'm shocked, a 15 year old um, who talks like this. Uh, he says, um, uh, actually, he's he's 16. God, he just turned 16. Okay. <laughs> so I'm you know you're so used to saying things that that. Uh, um, he, yeah, well, he, he actually talks like that. And he said, but, you know, on a personal note, uh, I think I'd really like Bayern to win. So I, he's, he's up in the air. I, he's conflicted. He's, Highly he, conflicted. He's conflicted. I, I have no personal, um, attachment to, to, um, any one of these teams, but I think I, I, I just got it. I got a sense when, when Bayern played, played, played Real Madrid, I knew that Real Madrid, that that Bayern brought certain things to the table tactically and, and and you know positionally that that Real Madrid had problems with or and had problems with all year. Um, so I think they really, were, you know, game is about matchups and stuff. I you know the, is the old salt. So I thought that they they were going to really do well against Real Madrid, and they did. Um, I, I don't know. I I don't know how, tactically how how these two teams match yet. You know, yeah, I think the only thing I uh, I'd be looking for portents and that kind of thing. And then Bayern seem to um, well against the English teams, they they don't always do too well. And my my theory on that is that they know that they can against the Spanish or Italian or even French team. I think Bayern know that they will be the ones that last the longest. They will be the team that run through the cliched brick wall but the English clubs not the English national team but English clubs can match the Germans for that and um, and I just think that Chelsea need to the manager the coach should just tell them to play like the away team because this year they are the away team so there's no pressure on them to attack so if Chelsea were to sit back make it very boring and then attacking if it, if it were nil nil or 10 minutes to go and Chelsea were to score in the counter attack the purists and, and the people that uh, would like beautiful football might not enjoy it. But, uh, you know, it would get them the trophy that no club from London has ever won. So I think Chelsea should play like the classic counter-attacking away team uh, with two defensive midfielders if need be, 
you know, um, doubling up on the flanks to make sure Robin and Ribery don't uh, cause havoc. And I think Chelsea, I think Chelsea have a good chance if they just stay compact and to use the the fashionable phrase, if they just park the team bus in front of their goal. Well, they have to do that, I think, not not because uh, of any um, desire, not you know, to not not or inability to to play good football because they certainly can and did you know at times under uh, Andre Villas Boas but uh, with with uh basically two two upright uh, uh cones uh you know parked it in the middle of uh, of the uh, of the pitch you know especially you know one named John John Terry um they they can't they can't afford to to just leave him out on a on a on a limb all by himself, you know he's just not that uh, capable of 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 marking um, you know great long distances. You know can't can't play a high line, for instance, and that's what, what right. they were trying to do with him. So yeah. I think, yeah. So I I think they're going to have to do do exactly what you said, just sort of uh, play stay compact and and uh, and attack the match that way. So what, yeah, what do you I think? think it, you think it's, it's going to be in the end, you think it's going to be a one nil to the Chelsea? Well, I don't know because I, I I've, I've been lucky enough to predict the last two Champions League finals correctly um, to some Irish broadcasters, some Irish friends of mine who have a radio program, um, and I I think this one will either be a narrow win for Chelsea or or we could see going to penalties. Um, you know, I personally won't be disappointed if it's a boring match and Chelsea win. Uh, yeah, we all like to be entertained, but. Uh, I'd like to see a bit of you know, tactical intelligence, and I wouldn't be that fussed if uh, Chelsea, like I said, just played sat back and soaked up the pressure and then struck like um, like a cobra. I'd like to see what you know what you said earlier about um, finally another team other than you know Liverpool or Manchester, you know, a, a club from from you know from London to finally win it so I think uh, yeah there's a, there's, there's a whole slew of capital cities in Europe who've never won it no one's won it from Paris no one's won it from Berlin or Rome or London yeah. which is you know I think it's quite an interesting statistic that so you know maybe it's London's turn yeah exactly well um, so we're we're going with with a London te- team right so let, let's talk about England um, what do you think of, about the um, the Hollywood style ending at, uh, oh, at I thought it was absolutely, uh, I thought it was wonderful. Was I it thought it was Etihad? beautiful. Yes, yes. Was. Some people was, call yeah, it, it Eastland. That's right. Okay. Some people call it City of Manchester. I thought it was excellent. I thought it was beautiful. I didn't think you, know, you couldn't write something like that. If, as we were saying earlier, if, if Sylvester Stallone had written something like that for his new Hollywood film uh, uh, about. Uh, Soccer Rocky or Soccer Rambo, people would have said it's a stupid script. It was just fantastic. You know, the 93rd minute, they just kept plugging away, and uh, Aguero's finish was, was a lovely, a delicious finish. It was just a beautiful way to end a season. Um, I don't know if you got the sense of it um, in America, but in the United Kingdom, Manchester City is famous for messing things up, and people sort of, often even their own fans would say, we're going to we're gonna do a city, and we, we are city, it's in, it's in our genetics to ruin it, and it looked like they were going to in 90, sort of 93 minutes, oh, yeah. it looked like they were going to go down the city route, but uh, for Aguero to pop up and do what he's, he paid handsomely, don't get me wrong, but it was still very good to do what he's paid handsomely to do, it was an, a lovely 
sharp finish, and uh, and the party started. It, what a great way to end the season. It was. I, I got to tell you, I, I had to leave uh, around the 88th minute because <laughs> um, I was actually working. Uh, I was working at, at a community theater, uh, mm-hmm. helping with, with concessions, people, you know. And uh, and I had no no internet access and and uh, certainly no, you know it wasn't on the radio here so I couldn't pop an earbud in, but I get you know I get back home about uh, an hour later and and you know fully expecting you know um, I, you know I didn't even have Twitter so Twitter you know, I even see the 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 whole Twitter bombardment that that occurred right you know right during it so. It was a complete shock to me. I, I, I mean, I went back and I saw saw the match um, on on tape delay, um, so I was able to actually feel it. But I didn't get get to it live. It must have been unbelievable to go through it. And I had already given up the fact. Oh, it was going to you know another title you know to 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 notch to to Sir Alex Ferguson's belt, but uh, apparently it didn't. I, I was shocked. Yeah, it was it was it was a wonderful Hollywood ending and. Um... Yeah. And uh, I think everyone you who's could watching call it, you could call it victory and victory too, and 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 invite Pelé to to, to um, appear on. Yeah, it well, you, but, you know they could make a holly, they could make it a film of it. You know, you could have all sorts of people playing Roberto Mancini. I don't know who'd play him. <laughs> Maybe Martin Martin Sheen could play Roberto Mancini, and or, or Charlie Char- Sheen. <laughs> Charlie could play Tevez because they're they're both mental and. Um, <laughs> You know, Sergio Aguero could be the guy. John, I think it's John Leguizamo. You know, the small guy who was the small um, little guy. Hey, hey, yeah, he, hey, he is you. Sergio Aguero. About? Hey, you. <laughs> yeah, he, he could ball. be Sergio. Sorry. Give me the ball. Give me the ball. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, give him the ball. Benny Blanco from the Bronx. That kind of thing. So yeah, exactly. it could be a film in a few years. It could be. Uh, it could be a blockbuster. I think so. Well, it, you know, I, I'm not going to keep you for much longer. Let's 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 switch. Uh, um, to to the end of the of the term in in Spain, and then we'll do Italy, and then and then I, you know we can go on our merry ways. What do you think of of of, of the change in, in the guard? I mean, there's there's a lot of um, there's a lot of talk and a lot of you know and a lot in print about there there being this um, this title change in, title as not not title as, but but in as in yeah, title, sure. know, right? you know, a, a title change in at the top of uh, of Spanish football um, with with a change in the guard. You know, uh, Mourinho finally doing what he normally does in in second years uh, makes puts a lot of pressure on on his um, his enemies really because that's that's how he approaches the game it's it's sort of mocking yeah absolutely that's the Mourinho way isn't it well I think that first of all I, I think that Barcelona they will be back because it's still a very young team and Fabregas will have, have had a year under his belt he'll be fitter you know he'll be better next year so will Alexis Sanchez um yeah okay admittedly Puyol could be on his way out or will, will, might participate less but even, even last year Puyol had one of the best seasons I've seen from him for uh, a long time, uh, obviously I'm, I support Real Madrid. Um, my, my parents took me there, or took me, my brothers and I there on holiday to the Real Madrid Stadium in about 1982. So I always, when I went there, I felt a kinship and I and I felt an aura, or 
well, I was only seven, so obviously that's uh, something I've just made up. But we did go to the stadium, and there, there was um, I enjoyed it a lot, and I kept an eye on the team's results. So I was very glad that Real Madrid won. But I'll admit that I prefer watching Barcelona, and um, and and the big loss for me for Real Madrid was the Champions League, the second uh, second leg against Bayern. It was just a huge letdown. Yeah. And um, I know one thing I've always said on Twitter and on Facebook to anyone who's um, to anyone who's uh, bored enough to listen, I think that Xabi Alonso had a, a, a terrible season, and I'm not his biggest fan. As a man, I'm sure he's a lovely fella, but as a player, I just think he's. I noticed that when Spain had to replace Marcos Senna through injury with Xabi Alonso, that, that they, they, everything became a little bit stodgier, and I just think Real Madrid. I kept a close eye on Xabi Alonso, especially in the important games and his set pieces. His corners were really bad the second half of this season. Um, he's obviously not really... His legs have, are on the wane as well. So I think that there's a lot of room for improvement around Madrid. And um, it looks like one or two players will, will be on their way. So I think they need to, set, they need, um, they need to freshen it up a bit. Uh, but I I'm still glad. Actually, you know, from, from all I've read, I think they, they are actually um, concerned uh, about... Xavi Alonso, and I think they're, the 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 people they're talking about aren't are sort of you know you know the the Javi uh, Martinez from from uh, I don't know if that's going to work because because they've they've already talked about about uh, the price for for yeah the oh from from Bilbao yeah from the 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 guy from from yeah from Athletic Bilbao um, uh, Bielsa's not really using him. In in his in his preferred uh, position, sort of you know holding midfielder, uh, he's used him uh, sort of like what what uh, what what Guardiola did with um, with Mascherano, make, yeah, making him sure. a sort of pseudo uh, like like a false uh, a false um, center back rather than you know. Uh, yeah, I think that's definitely a place where Madrid needs to strengthen. I, I like Nuri Sahin whenever he plays, but. Um... Uh, and I like Kadira. I, I think anyone would enjoy Kadira because he's just he just plays with such vigor, and he's very versatile. But um, I just think that maybe he was very tired, you know, very fatigued. But the second half of the season, Chabi Alonso was just, you know, he was he was running incredibly slowly, and um, you know, he was he just looked like he was off the pace. And I wonder how that, how Spain are going to do at the Euros because I think they're going to have a lot of very tired players in important yeah, positions. I, I think. Um... I think you're right. I think um, when Spain, there, there was a lot of criticism about how Spain Spain played in the last uh, in the last uh, World Cup. Uh, certainly, I mean they they won it, played beautifully, and all that. You know, Xavi and you know Tiki Taka, whatever. But the the that little tactical switch, and it wasn't. You know, a lot of people uh, complain about Del Bosque and you know what he did. You know, taking. Putting on another another uh, defensive midfielder and and kind of breaking the the Barcelona uh, little triangles. Yeah, um, it, but it I think it was. I, I think you 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 said it perfectly. It's it's not. Uh, you know, I don't think it was a personal choice. I think that it, it's necessity. Santa could do can do both roles by himself. He could be. He could oh, do. Oh yeah, you know what I mean? he, player. Uh, I agree. Great. I was watching clips of Euro 2008 the other day in Marcos Senna. He says, "What? You know, he plays like a Brazilian because yeah. he is." But, he is. Uh, <laughs> but what a fantastic player! But, but yeah. you know, credit. Uh-huh. 
Yeah, credit to Chabby Alonso. It's his first league title in his career, and it was for quite a few of the players. Um, uh, but I do think Barcelona will be back, and I, and I think Guardiola will be back. You and I could be speaking in 12 months or two years, but Guardiola will be back in that dugout. I've got no doubt about that. I'm not is a he, betting man. Do you think he's returning to that dugout in particular, or is he gonna, do you think he's going to go somewhere else? No, I think uh, he might go somewhere else, but at some point in the near future, the Real Madrid, uh, sorry, Barcelona will have a crisis and they'll phone up Uncle Pep because he's still only 40 or, or 42, I can't remember exactly. Uh, so they'll definitely, he'll, he'll be back working uh, while coaching Barcelona. It, it just happens, you know, I can just see it happening. Yeah, everybody um, talks about, about his returning to Barcelona as a coach. I, I think, uh, uh, you know, this is a guy who, who was a ball boy. And there, there are pictures of him, you know, uh, when they won a title, and and him coming and and getting an autographed shirt from uh, was it Pichi Alonso, and then uh, I think it was, uh, and then returning as as a player, and then returning as as a coach, and you know what I mean? He's sort of absolutely, yeah. He, uh, I've he written it like uh, I wrote a piece of you know that 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 he's going off to Avalon like King Arthur. You know what I mean? <laughs> so. Um, uh, yeah, I, I think he's going to return. And, and, uh... Yeah, he'll be back. It takes a crisis, and you, you know, Inter, Inter recalled Elenio Herrera, you know, after a crisis. Um, Milan recalled Arrigo Saki after a crisis. Real Madrid recalled Fabio Capello after saying they'd never do that after a crisis. Yeah. Desperation causes strange things in, in sport, not just football. And, you know, Barcelona, if they hit some hard times, they, they recalled, let's not forget, Barcelona also recalled Louis van Gaal in a crisis. So these things happen at big clubs, you know, things are going a bit wrong, you go back to the tried and trusted, Jupp Heynckes at Bayern Munich is another example, you know, when things, if Barcelona do have a real problem, I wouldn't say this season has been a big failure, it's not by their standards it has, but it's not been a huge failure, but if they do have a season where things are really going wrong and there's a risk that some of the players might walk out or some of the players are annoyed with whoever the coach is, I can see Guardiola being on the phone or the, the board phoning up Guardiola and saying, look, come back, name your name your amount of money to put out this fire, because that's what great coaches and big clubs have done throughout history. Yeah. Well, speaking of crisis, and then we'll move to Italy, what do you think the the, the, the most unbelievable, um, uh, you know, it wasn't exciting necessarily at the top in Spain, but it was absolutely just as exciting in Spain, at the, you know, in the relegation zone. What do you think about, about the... the have to say, I know I, I I don't like to throw this word around, but the unbelievable uh, relegation of, of Villarreal. Yeah, it's a pity, isn't it? Yeah. It's, um, it's you know, we all remember years, us watching you know, just a few years post post Champions League. You know, well, exactly. They were one. They were Riquelme's penalty away from taking Arsenal to extra time in the Champions League semi-finals. Um, yeah. yeah, it is a pity. Um, it's, it has echoes of Leeds, not in terms of. The off the pitch stuff, but the the actual the pure football stuff. Semi finals of Champions League, relegated a few years later. Um, you know that doesn't happen that often, uh, and yeah, it's a pity. But you know they've got that nickname for bouncing back and forth or up and down. Yeah. So we'll have to see what happens to to them. We have to see what happens to Giuseppe Rossi. It'll be interesting. Yeah, I, I think that's that's the problem with the fi- with the financial. Uh, um, Disparity that that exists in Spain is that more clubs uh, are, ba- are are bound to do that. There's there's going to be more of a of a churning 
of of uh, of these clubs and and big clubs. The the club I support in Spain, you know, Espanol, um, is is two years away, two or three years away from you know doing the exact same meltdown. thing. They're they're gonna uh, reports that uh, you know on uh, from from all from our, all kinds of sources that that, that I've read, you know, uh, in the club and out of the club uh, that I've talked to. Um, say that they're they're gonna sell anywhere between sell or let go because some most of the, the those players are on loan. Um, they're gonna let go about twelve players, uh, and last year they they let go fourteen. So it's it, it, it the, when when you're that unstable as a as a as a club from top to bottom, the, the instability sooner or later is gonna hit on the pitch. You can't just go with kids every single year and expect that that you're gonna. Oh, exactly, it's unfair well. on the manager yeah. as well. Yeah, no, I uh, got I got quite a soft spot for Espanol, and uh, and uh, it's it's yeah, like you say, there are lots of clubs who are potentially looking at um, disaster. Yeah. Well, let's move to Italy quickly because I know you've got to go, and, and it's 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 uh, it's uh, we've been ta- we've been talking more about other things than 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 football. Uh, very <laughs> very. No, it's uh, always a pl- no, it's always a pleasure. But, uh, yeah, let's let's move to Italy. Uh, and really, I think the 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 best. Or the the top story in Italy that that we can talk about is uh, Juve um, winning their is it twenty eighth or thirtieth scudetto. Well, I personally think it's uh, it's not the thirtieth, and um, you know I think that the, instead of the sort of goading the rest of the Italian sports public with this big talk of these thirties on their logo and things like that, they should just uh, you know they should be commended for going unbeaten, winning the league unbeaten. That is impressive. Um, I watched them a few times this year, and um, a few of their key players, people like obviously, obviously everyone's spoken about Pirlo, uh, who I've got great respect for, but also Chiellini's been good, Barzaghi's been good, Liechtenstein has been a revelation, uh, Marquisio, people rave about Marquisio. Um, I feel a bit for I like I like Matri a lot, but he hasn't didn't have the best um, the best season. Um, but yeah, Juventus deserve it. Milan. It's gone. It's gone so bad that within one year, Allegri was the uh, had made them champions of Italy, and now there's talk that Allegri is going to be sort of uh, let go by Milan. So it just goes to show that football is a um, it's cutthroat. It really is cutthroat. Yeah, especially in Italy, I, I I think that's that that would be horrible if they did that. Uh, they've 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 had so much. Um... So much uh, uh, of a of an upturn in, in 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 their fortunes, but I think yeah that would be bad. Um, what do you think of of the of of the of the I don't know is if it's a failed experiment, but the experiment that that uh, that uh, Roma did. Uh, you know, I know we can talk about you know the uh, Inter's uh, fall and Milan not not really. Um, uh, being there at the end, but I think the the uh, the the really interesting story for me. I mean, I, I you know I I like Roma. I, I like the the way that they have played in the past, and it's one you know it's one of the teams that I that I sort of follow in Italy. Would but but it was interesting to note how they you know with the ownership change they wanted to bring in a, a sort of a, a complete change top to bottom with the way. That, so they 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 try to transplant a, 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 a Spanish perspective on the Italian game, and what do you think of what do you think of that? You know, as 
as a whole, you know, if that kind of experiment can work? Well, I mean, kind of injecting the uh, another another country's culture and and an approach to football, uh, if that can work at all. And what do you think of of how it's how it's gone? Well, I mean, I think it can work because Barcelona adopted the Dutch style. You know, we know about that story in the mid seventies. Yeah. Uh, it didn't work as Roma. I watched quite a few of their matches when I was living in Italy for the for the, uh, the the latter part of 2011. I was actually living in Italy again, and I watched quite a lot of their matches um, with friends on the television. And they they had a a new strategic plan. They they went for it. I think they were all they quite liked Luis Enrique by the end, and they were trying, but it just didn't quite go to plan. I think De Rossi was personally I felt he was a bit wasted playing that far back <laughs> just I just sneezed excuse me um you know I, I don't like seeing De Rossi that far back I know he played centrally in defense in a couple of emergency situations but I still prefer to see De Rossi damaging the other team's goal so to speak um uh that system it it's not it, Totti needs to be surrounded by very young legs and Bojan on paper looked like that um Lamela looked like that, but it just didn't quite click. But I think they, I think they all tried and they all got behind the plan by maybe January and thought, look, we're in it together. Let's go for it. This guy's going to be with us till um, the end of the season, Luis Enrique, that is. Uh, the president and the board are backing in. We might as well give it a good go, and they did, but it just didn't quite work out. If they go back to a system that they're more comfortable with, you look at the spine of that team with... Uh, People like, um, well, Stecklenburg and with uh, Kier, and then you look at midfield, people like De Rossi and then Totti and, um, and some of the exciting strikers they've got, like Osvaldo. Uh, I, I think they could do a lot better. They just need to find a tactical system that they, they all understand. Yeah, yeah I, I agree with you. Um, it, it, last thing, um, you know, we can kind of. You know, before we 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 leave this this uh, yeah, put it to rest. Um, I know the Olympics are are coming up. Last question: um, What what are your impressions about the you know the Olympics uh, being there and and seeing is it that much of a of a uh, of a story um, from your perspective? Um, yeah, I think I think it's exciting. I think London would be, would be the perfect place to have it, just because it's so welcoming to people from all over the world. And it's um, uh, I know that people knock London for the saying the food's terrible, but the, a lot of the monuments and the, and the, the, the let's say clean streets and the order, um, which hopefully won't be tested at the airports in terms of large queues. I think people will enjoy the organisation and the history uh, of London. The weather, again, is, is, is less predictable. But uh, I think it'll be good fun. Uh, I'm looking forward to the Olympic football. I always enjoy the Olympic football because when you have sort of, in each team or in each squad, you have a, a lot of hungry youngsters and then you have two or three pros. I and mean, people in the past, like Zam, Ivan Zamorano's been to a World Cup, you know, as a as a mature player. Um, Messi's been to the World Cup, uh, sorry, to the Olympics. Um, Messi's been to the Olympics this year. He'll be over age, but he was he was in the right uh, age um, group last year, um, last time. So I'm looking forward to the the Olympic football because, like I said, you always have that mix of young guys who are trying to stake a claim, and um, and the old stars one last hurrah. And I'm also looking forward to the um, the ladies' Olympic football tournament as well because I watched uh, 
I watched the Olympics, uh, sorry, the Ladies World Cup last year, and I thought... Um, oh, it's, it was excellent. I, I, I thought I, Japan I, were... I, the, the final between Japan and America yeah. was fantastic. Oh, I, I, I love the brand of football that that they played. And I'm not, you know, I'm usually not, not one... Um, I don't watch everything, because I know there, there, that there are people who, you know, as, as soon as... As soon as the weekend, I got before the weekend, Friday nights uh, through, through the entire week, they're watching, you know, the they're they're, they're watching Turkish, you know, second division football. I'm I'm not that that kind yeah. of a of a of a I don't know a, a fanatic about a, a, you know Poptis, but uh, and, and so I normally don't watch. Uh, I didn't watch the the professional league. I uh, but watching the women's uh, game on that stage uh, in the World Cup, I, I was really impressed. Well, I think there's a, people often say, oh, who, who's the closest thing to Barcelona? You know, which team plays? For me, the, the closest thing I've seen to Barcelona, as in the Barcelona, the men's team, mm-hmm. in the last 12 months has been the Japanese women's team. Yeah. Because they're not the, I mean, obviously, they're not the tallest race, but they're, they're very, they're very strong. Um, I'm not, they're not sort of, um, what's the phrase? They're not knocked over easily. They're, you know, they're, they've got they're, they're very. Um, no center of gravity. Trying, I'm trying thing, to be yeah. diplomatic here. They're not as tall as or as muscular as the American ladies, yeah. but they're by no means um, helpless little, you know, um, little uh, little things. But the, the, the way the they play football, the, the quickness that they that they turn, you know, from defense to attack. I, well, exactly. I think, it's Barcelona esque, isn't it? Yeah, I, I was I was so surprised by by. I mean, I, I shouldn't have been because you know I've watched the, the you know these games before, um, but I had never seen Japan play. Uh, well, I before. remember watching them against Germany, thinking you know the Germans again without wanting to sound rude. Some of the Germans looked rather masculine. Um, uh, you know, I won't give out my address in case any German female football <laughs> players are listening. But some of the German players looked quite masculine, and um, and you thought the Japanese would just get beaten at set pieces in the air. But they didn't. They played on the deck. They played with speed, yeah. the transition. And against America, uh, though the America team has got some um, some very uh, attractive players, some of them were huge compared to the J- Japanese team. And I think it was uh, Sauer, the Japan captain. Yeah, it's, it's said the in, approach that you know. It's the approach that 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 uh, the Germans and and the Americans had. Sort of playing a more uh, a more physical bombardment, um, aerial bombardment. Air, yeah, aerial bombardment. Exactly, thinking that that was going to be the way to to break uh, the the Japanese, and it didn't. It didn't come come out that way at all. Well, exactly. The, the Japanese captain Sauer said every time we looked up, there was just there was just a wall in front of us of white shirts. But, but they, they were they going around with... them and through them. And, and, exactly, know. and it was fantastic. And to me, that's the closest thing to Barcelona. I don't know if I will get to see any of the. Um, Japan ladies teams matches at the World Cup. Uh, sorry, the Olympics. Uh, but friends of mine have got tickets, so uh, you know I'll play it by ear. I, I would, uh, I would definitely watch them if they're on TV. The, the ladies Japan yeah, team. Yeah, me too. I, I'm kind of looking forward to it, even though the matches are probably going to be um, at really odd hours from 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 here from from Los Angeles. Well, absolutely. What what time is the Champions League final on in California? Um, it's usually. Gosh, I, don't, I haven't even checked right now, but but usually <clears throat> those matches are. It's it's going to be at what twenty two twenty four. It'll be it'll be quarter to eight English time, quarter to nine uh, oh, European. Okay, time. so yeah, it'll probably be right before lunchtime. Oh, that's okay. So you don't have to get up. Out, oh no, out no, early no, to watch it. Oh, so you no, can some of the, some of the in the past, like like the the 
the 12 o'clock games are really, really early on, like 3 o'clock in the morning. I, 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 don't, I can't do that. Yeah, it's too. It's or there, isn't it? Seven a.m. Usually, what where when most English matches start here, and then, and then Spain Spain's matches are actually you know because of Spanish, uh, they're like cats. They they come out at night. Absolutely. Um, they're yeah. they're it's it's amazing. I remember I remember watching some some matches you know uh, uh, at at a pub in 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 Barcelona, just marveling at the fact that the, that, that they could they they could stay up till. 11 o'clock at night 12 you know uh there was there was one barca espanol match i remember thinking how could they they stay up till one o'clock and watch these 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 matches it's uh, it's unbelievable but it those are the the kinds of matches that that, that again about about 11 30 um 10 a.m 9 a.m is usually when 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 i start uh when i get up i usually get up and then watch a couple matches and then then my day's my day's done <laughs> Yeah, well, fantastic. So you'll uh, by the time you've had your lunch, you will uh, you'll know who the champions of Europe 2012 are. And it's it'll be surprising because a lot of people will actually care here in. in no, it's great. Yeah. I mean, I'm not one of these. I'm not a Euro snob that doesn't like the fact that you, you will find a lot of Euro snobs. You might even have met them or spoken to them who mm-hmm. don't want America, the United States of America, to embrace football. But I I, I think if they if they embrace it, it only makes everyone else better. I'll never forget World Cup 2002, where America were a genuinely exciting, mm-hmm. fast, and uh, thrilling team that outshone a lot of uh, lesser performing but um, historically uh, weighty nations from Europe. So I'm all for the um, for America getting into it, enjoying it, no, producing some I, great players. I was here in '94 uh, when when the World Cup was here in the World Cup final was was in Pasadena and I was in I was in Pasadena at the time I, I I was at a I was at a bar uh and I was watching watching the match uh and and I saw all of it uh and wondering how then you know at the time how how very few people really cared that that you know that, I mean this was Brazil yeah yeah Brazil, and this was, America as well aren't they this was you know Ronaldo, you know. Mm. Uh, this was Brazil when it, when they were Brazil, you know, and and this was Italy uh, when you know my 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 favorite some of my favorite players of all time were playing on that Italian team. So yeah, people I, like Baggio, Baggio is my Baggio is my favorite player of all time. I love Roberto Baggio, and so watching this and 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 knowing that few people cared, and what's happened in all, in in that span. You know, in twenty years, it almost uh, eighteen years. I, it's unbelievable how how much has changed. In, well, I so- think I think our, our our friend Bruce Arena uh, and to an extent Bob Bradley have got a lot to do with that. Yeah. Know? Oh no, the, 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 they. The, I, I've always thought that that the success of of the of the game here in the states would 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 hinge on whether or not people. Got behind the, the the men's national team, um, and 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 how well they did, and and frankly how well they have done, because they've they've upped their game. A lot of these players are playing in Europe, um, and and doing well in Europe. And, I mean, you know. Uh, and not only that, last week I found out that the ex-wife of Landon Donovan is a very attractive American TV actress. Oh yeah. 
There's a program, actually, I don't need to explain to you because you live in America, but um, do, you, do you know or do you watch the program Rules and Engagement? Oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I don't know if it's still on in the States because we get things sometimes three years behind um, the American runs. But uh, the, the the girl from that, uh, she was married to Landon Donovan, and I'm surprised the English um, tabloids didn't make more of that. Uh, um, well, I, I, yeah, I, I they did talk about them. Somewhat, but we don't have that 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 kind of tabloid. I mean, we do have that sort of tabloid culture here, definitely. But I don't know if if uh, if an MLS uh, soccer superstar kind of warranted it. And she was sort of she wasn't necessarily A list or B list. Yeah, she's C. not. She's not. I agree. She's not Jennifer Aniston, is she? Yeah, no, no. She's she's sort of C or D list, you know. Um, but she's it's, it's still a funny program. Oh. Late night here is hilarious. <laughs> Two well, or three um, it, the, the character that um, Patrick Warburton plays, Jeff. I mean, he's in, it's, it's almost a bit embarrassing watching him because he is a, a terrible sexist dinosaur. But the fact that they're still <laughs> making it and people are watching it shows that, unfortunately, a lot of men think like he does. Oh, Warburton's a great character actor. I, I, I he's done so much, and he, he was on one of my favorite shows, The Tick. Which is sort of superhero parody show, and and uh, I've never seen it. I know of the program. I've never seen it all the way through. I know that he's in Family Guy. He plays Joe. Yeah, yeah. And, uh, and he's got a Joe really distinctive like voice. Him. So yeah. Well, I think we've we've. <laughs> I think we're we're sort of dovetailing into a lot of interesting things. I like. Uh, thanks for coming on the show. Uh, uh, it's a pleasure. It's always a pleasure to talk show. about football and, and and Patrick Warburton. Yeah, it's been a lot of fun, and I'll, I'll definitely edit out all of the more more funny bar, uh, parts, <laughs> especially. Oh, yeah. bless you. Yeah. Okay, well, enjoy the Champions League final. Yeah, thank you. And, and uh, I'll speak to you. I'll speak to you. Uh, I'll speak to you very soon. I hope. Sure, absolutely. Good luck with great. the uh, continuation of the uh, ball is flat. Yeah, I, well, thank you for coming on. I, it's a it's a it's a brand new show, and we're, we haven't been doing it very long. But it, it sort of likens itself to what Han and I um, were doing two, three, four, six years ago. So I, yeah, so we're we're kind of returning to our roots. So we'll give my, give my love to Hannah and then and then any other members of the treble uh, that you see, and uh, and I'll speak to you soon. Yeah, absolutely. Thank you. Cheers. Bye bye. <laughs>